Green Visions, Green Ideas. Hello everyone, my name is Kerstin Fischer and I'm part of the Green Alcyon Initiative. In this podcast, which is kindly supported by allgoodspeakers.com, I would like to talk about a topic that is only slowly gaining some attention, namely the costs of our digital lives. With this I mean how much electricity we consume for using the internet with all of its applications. The past years have seen considerable improvements in the availability of internet services. For instance, the average download speed for data from the internet has increased from 7.5 megabytes per second in 2011 to 37 megabytes per second in 2016. Thus, we have now five times faster internet access in the EU on average within a period of only five years. In accordance with this increase in speed, internet use and especially video streaming have increased considerably too. And of course, in relationship with the COVID-19 pandemic, many people are working from home and much of our social lives has moved online. One fun fact from the LiveShift project is that the traffic on a single server for, quote, adult content, unquote, increased by 10% from February to March 2020. All these online activities come with hidden costs attached. In a recent paper presented at the 2019 CHI conference, Price, Chin and Shabayi analyze how much electricity is needed where in order to provide a common internet service, using the example of streaming a YouTube video as a case. They distinguish between the origin data centers and Google Global Cache, such as the YouTube servers, the core metro and edge networks consisting of fiber optic cables, hubs, switches, routers and repeaters. Residential access networks, that is the different technologies used to transfer the data the last mile, such as DSL. Service providers edge networks at home and then within the home through Wi-Fi cellular networks, and finally, end-user devices, including mobile devices like phones and tablets, laptops and desktop, desktop computers, and TVs and game consoles. According to the study by Price et al., the smallest amount of electric energy is used by the YouTube servers. The energy consumption of the next higher consumer, the core and metro network, is already four times as large followed by the local access networks, such as DSL, which is about eight times larger than the consumption of the YouTube servers. The next larger portion is the energy consumed by users' devices, but the largest amount is used by the cellular mobile network. This suggests that a lot of electric consumption remains hidden to the user and especially mobile services consume large amounts of electricity and contribute to our carbon footprints. Thus, we only see a fraction of the real costs occurring because most of them occur elsewhere, though mostly within the country of use and thus not on the service at Google, which are powered with renewable energy. 
that is several large internet providers like Google are moving to sustainable energy resources, but this concerns only the electricity necessary to run their own servers, whereas the largest share of energy is needed in the country where the service is consumed to power the local access and cellular networks. The biggest problem, however, is that internet service usage is in increasing steadily. I'm basing my report here mostly on the review article by Morley, Wittig and Hazes from 2018 in the Journal of Energy Research and Social Science. Over the past years, data processing and storage are increasingly carried out in the cloud. Laptops and smartphones have become more common than desktop computers and broadband internet connection has become faster and faster. On the technical side, there is significant improvements in energy efficiency of data centers and networks. Every two years, their energy needs decrease by half. However, within the same time frame, coverage and take up of more energy intensive mobile networks like 4G and 5G increased and new forms of standby uses developed, including smart meters. On the consumer side, which is responsible for about 81% of internet traffic, two factors are suspected to lead to a steady growth in energy consumption. First, availability in terms of increased coverage of broadband and mobile speeds, and second, increasing consumption of video streaming. For all European countries, there is a high statistical correlation between subscriptions to video on demand and access to high-speed internet. This also applies to Denmark, which is one of the countries with the highest number of households with a, with a subscription to video on demand, namely almost 90%. In her 2019 dissertation, Understanding and Mitigating the Impact of Internet Demand in Everyday Life, Kelly Wittig concludes that new forms of watching are developing in data-intensive in directions. Streaming is becoming the default way to watch. YouTube is a significantly popular online service and media multitasking and multi-watching are increasing. Another problem about video streaming is that it tends to have a prime time. Service providers need to plan network capacities according to peak rates rather than average rates in order to ensure coverage. A diary study carried out by Morley, Woodick and Hazas confirms that video streaming takes place mainly at certain hours of the day. Thus, energy providers have to deliver enough energy to account for those peak hours, which may mean that we need to run power plants only to cover the peaks. With increasing digitalization and broadband coverage, 5G, etc., especially video streaming is expected to increase, and with it, electricity consumption and CO2 emissions. Coruana and Hattie 2014 estimate that one gigabyte of, of streaming costs about 5.12 kilowatt hours electrical energy. Given the complex interrelationships between the various components involved in delivering an internet service, like the core, edge, residential and cellular networks, in addition to the user's devices, and given the constant technological developments of the technical equipment, such numbers are rather a moving target. However, they suffice to illustrate that streaming, streaming a nice movie does not come for free, even if it's free. 
According to the LifeShift project, the CO2 emissions for internet services was about 300 megatons CO2 in 2019, about 1% of the global emissions. The estimate by Morley et al. is at 1.7%. Just for comparison, the UN assumes air traffic to contribute with 3% to the global CO2 emissions. Given that the costs for our digital lives are rising steadily, and the proportion of ICT is expected to rise significantly. For instance, Anri and Edler 2015 expect that the production and operation of ICT will rise to 21% of the global electricity consumption by 2030. This is such a high amount that we better take action. So what can we do? Eventually, streaming less data is the most effective way to address the rising energy consumption and CO2 emissions. For instance, in video conferences, you can turn off the video. Don't fall asleep in front of the screen or stream videos in the background when you're not really listening. I often find myself downloading papers that I never read. Relevant for the researchers among us may also be to reduce the size of your green open access papers. This does not only save some costs for the downloads, it also makes it easier for researchers in regions with less stable internet connections to access your papers. Another recommendation is to use a LAN connection instead of a wireless connection whenever possible. And finally, you could reduce the streaming quality by changing the settings on your smartphone, tablet or laptop. If you have further ideas, let me know. Send me an email to kerstin at sdu.dk. And now, Thanks for listening.